Hello, and welcome to Leaned In, hosted by Rachel Milo, CEO of the Shawnee Forward Business Alliance, a podcast sparked by Shawnee, Oklahoma's designation as the number one city in Oklahoma for women-owned business, where 49.4% of all businesses are women-owned. Here, you will be inspired by the personal experiences and learn from the expertise of these women leaders who are leaned in. Well, it is one very early morning. Um, my guest today does not like to do mornings. She is in the journalism business, and so as many of you know, they do nights and weekends and deadlines, etc. And so I am super honored this morning that Susie Campbell, the owner of Countywide and Sun News, um, owner and publisher, has joined me bright and early this nippy cold December morning. Welcome, Susie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's, it's a challenge getting up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always um, find it a little bit amusing for those that I interview that are definitely not the morning people. It was the perfect fit for me when I went to work there. Yeah. Because um, I've always been the night person. <laughs> um, I spent years working at Tinker where I had to be there at like 645 in the morning. Oh, yes. Hated it. Yeah. It's um, terrible. Yes. Yes. You if you catch me up at this time of the morning, it's usually because I've been up all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boise, Boise. You know, I have a girlfriend like you, and I and she studied journalism in college as well. I think it must be like one of those things. If you're all night people, you, you are drawn to this journalism and newspaper writing, et cetera. And so, Susie, you're a third-generation um, Pottawatomie County resident. Tell me a little bit about your family. So my grandparents were actually married on the courthouse steps. Um, my grandmother on my mother's side was born in Oklahoma Territory. My grandpa moved here from Alabama. And like I said, they got married on the courthouse steps when it was in Tecumseh. Wow. So that's yeah. been a while. Nice. Um, my mother my mother is from this area. Now, when she married my dad, they ended up down in Hughes County, okay, um, which is where I was born. Mm -hmm. And then they moved back here, so... I am a um, 1982 graduate of Dale High School, only school I ever attended. All right. And then I moved across the tracks and married my husband from Bethel. Yeah. It was hard. I had to send to my move. kids to school at Bethel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the but Dale it worked Bethel out. Rivalry. It worked out. It worked <laughs> out. So my husband and all my kids are Bethel graduates. All right. Um, I'm still a pirate. At heart. Through and through, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those tail pirates are pretty competitive. Yes, yes. Not not that you are at all. Right. Now, you also um, took some classes at St. Gregory's University. I did. I did. In fact, um, it's kind of on a sad note, the teacher that I had for English mm -hmm. in high school also taught me at St. Gregory's, and they are having her funeral today. Oh. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm so she... Sorry. Audrey Roach, yeah. great teacher, awesome teacher. Oh, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's kind of one of those fabulous things about being a third-generation um, resident is that you really become entwined with people's lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so now here you are. You are the publisher of um, the Countywide and Sun News. And I'm, tell me how that came about. Like, tell me a little bit about the, you know, the journey. So I went to an interview um, with Wayne and Gloria in my sweats, my hair up in a, in a rag, and 
begged them to let me do it another day. Um, but Gloria was very insistent that I come that particular day so they could make a decision. They hired me as a um, part-time graphic artist. Okay. So I did that for about three months, and then they hired me full-time. Okay. Um, worked for them for, oh, 12, 13 years. And they kept trying to convince me that I needed to buy the paper, and I kept saying no because I saw the struggles that they had. Sure. You know, and I wasn't sure that I wanted those struggles. It's mm-hmm. it's a daily challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got an offer for the paper. Oh. And it was from somebody that wasn't from here, yeah. didn't plan on moving here and becoming part of the community, and and it it scared me. And it just bothered me. Yeah. You can't run a local paper and not be local. Yeah. At least become local. Sure. Um, and so I told her to wait a minute. She told me at lunch and I said, well, let me go to lunch and I'll let's talk about it when I get back. So I went to lunch and called my husband and said, I think we're buying the paper. <laughs> I think we're buying <laughs> and, the paper. And he said, I've never told you no. So I made a couple of more phone calls, went back and said, okay, let's do this. Way to go. Way to protect that local paper. And so now you're the business owner operator and, um, you know, being the publisher of a a local paper, um, you know, it's so multifaceted. So whether it's the, the writers or the images or selling the ads, designing the ads, the distribution channel, um, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about like what keeps you up at night running a paper. Everything. Besides the deadlines. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, it's trying to stay ahead. Yeah. You know, um, there are things that, that I know sometimes that it's not time to actually release it. Yeah. You know, um, I'll be sent press releases and, yeah. you know, please hold this till such and such date yeah. or um, or trying to get a hold of the right people to get the right information out there instead of rushing to get the story out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bomb threat not long after I took over the paper in uh, not a bomb threat, a bomb found mm-hmm. in Macomb in okay. a barn. And there were, you know, all kinds of stories flying around and stuff. And and I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I called the deputy um, sheriff and said, okay, I need to know what's going on because here's the rumors. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me the the story and said, you know, it's not it's not really a threat. It's we found some stuff in a barn and the owners did and wanted us to come look at it. And it's some old dynamite and so yeah it's got to be removed but no it's not it's not the story uh but it wasn't like an impending threat right right right. well and even when working for the trotters when the um tornado went through tecumseh there were rumors of deaths Mm. that weren't confirmed but they were being reported by other news outlets and so we again went to the authorities and asked our questions and came back and said no, nobody's died. There's lots of damage, but nobody's died. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, getting to the truth and then also, um, you know, that's one big aspect we, we trust the papers to do. And then other is to give, you know, fair representation. 
Um, and that has to be super challenging, especially on really tough issues. It is. It is. Um, and I will tell people up front, if you want my opinion, come talk to me personally. It doesn't belong in my paper. Very good. You know, yeah. that's, I am, my job is to give you both sides mm-hmm. as much information as I can gather from both sides. Mm-hmm. And then you make your decision. Yeah. Because a lot of times your decision might be different than mine. And it's based on how you were raised, what you've been through. There's, there's all kinds of things that go into that. So yeah. our lens with which we see the world. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, how old were you when you bought the paper? 50. Let's see. What am I now? <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, say early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Was this your first time to own your own business? Um, no. Okay. What other businesses have you owned? So I, I owned, um, it was called Magic Memories. Okay. I did um, Celebration of Life videos. Okay. For funeral homes. Uh-huh. Um, and for other people, but mainly for funeral homes. Okay. And, and I continued doing that when I, when I first went to work for the Trotters. Yes. Um, when I finally decided I couldn't do it anymore, we had, my son had gone to Korea. He's Air Force. Okay. And he had gone to Korea and um, we took custody of his daughter. Okay. For about two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was three years old. Yeah. I couldn't stay up working on videos all night, go to work all day, and then take care of her when I got home. Yeah. So yeah. I made a choice. I was yeah. like, okay, we're we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we, we closed that door and right. we're moving on to the next one. Right. You know, and those are tough decisions, right? Yes. Um, the tough decision to close a business um, and then the tough decision to buy a business. And if you were going to give, um, you know, anybody any advice of, when they're encountering a couple of those transitions, what would it be? Jump in there and learn. Learn everything you can learn. Yeah. Um, I went through tons of jobs. My, I told the Trotters when I interviewed, my max in a job was about five years. Oh, yeah. Because I would, I'd get bored. Yeah. Um, I would go in, I would learn everything I could learn, absorb everything I could absorb, and then I would go looking for something else to try, a new challenge. Yeah. And I will say I've never been bored at the newspaper. <laughs> no? It's a challenge every day. I imagine it's really exciting. You you have to become just a little knowledgeable about everything. Right. Everything from sports events to congressional topics to the social issues of the day. Which is why it... And I think that's why working all those different jobs kind of prepared me for this. Mm-hmm. Um. I worked for attorneys, I worked for engineers, I worked for doctors, Mm -hmm. um, I worked at the college, um, I actually worked for the chamber for a little while. Um, And so it helps me to be able to visit and talk to all these people and know a little bit about their lingo. Yeah. So. Sure. And now, a brief pause in your podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Fiona Shaughnessy, and I'm the account executive with Shawnee Forward. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shawnee Forward's ambassador program. 
Our ambassador program is a great way to learn more about what's going on within the community and to build meaningful relationships with local professionals. If you have any questions on how to become a part of Shawnee Forward's ambassador program, I'd love to hear from you at membership at shawneeforward.com. And now back to Lean Den. So what's the, what's, what are some of the toughest topics for you to cover? Well, the toughest and um, the dearest to my heart are um, domestic violence mm. and anything that has to do with children, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a survivor. Okay. I was my first marriage. I married the guy before I got out of high school. The day after I turned 18, I turned 18 on Sunday and married him on Monday because I didn't have to have mom and dad's permission. Oh, yeah. Um, But five years later, and it was one month shy of exactly five years, I was I was done. We had two children and it was affecting them. Yeah, I chose to be there. They didn't. And I couldn't put them through that. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided I was going to do this on my own. And my thought was it would stop there, yeah, but it didn't. No, for many years, even up into um, my second marriage, and with my children, with my children from my second, my child from my second marriage, he he stalked me. He would drive by and shoot windows out of my car. Oh he, my gosh! It was it was a constant for a Terrible. long time. Yeah. Um, but I I am very sympathetic very um, understanding of what these women go through because mm-hmm. I remember feeling like this is the best it's going to get. This mm-hmm. is this is all I'm worth, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not true. That's not true. It is so not true. Yeah. Um, there is way more out there. I had a counselor ask me because I had me and the children going through counseling after a lot of it, um, and she asked me, she was like, why did you ever get married again after that? Mm. And I said, I was raised by some really good men. Yeah. My dad was wonderful. My brothers were great. The neighborhood I grew up in it was very close-knit. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very protected. Mm-hmm. And I knew that everybody wasn't that way. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I found a good one. We've been married 34 years now, so. (laughs) You did good. Yeah. You did good. So. Well, I did not know that about your story, and um, I'm very thankful that um, you were motivated to leave that situation, and and you were courageous enough. I know it takes a lot of courage and strength, and and there's a lot of fear um, leading up to that. Well, it was... 25 years later, when I first told my story, really? um, and it was because I had a girl come to me and say, my husband says when he hits me, it doesn't, and it doesn't leave a mark, it doesn't count. Oh, And wow. so we had a long talk. Yeah. And I wrote a six-part series for the newspaper and, you know, just told my story. It was yeah. like, it, it counts. It counts. And you count. Yes. Well, thank you for telling your story, and hopefully you also changed that young lady's life um, and helped her know that that her worth um, was higher than she knew, too. So she is your director of the Child Advocacy Center. It was my daughter. Wow. Wow. What a story. Yes. And we've had her on our podcast. Yes. Um, Well, good for her. 
And so now your legacy continues through her work too. Yes. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Um, you know, we, Susie, we have great people in this community. We do. We do. And we have a lot of great women who've made a lot of really strong decisions like the one you made and that your daughter made mm -hmm. at some point, right? Yes. And so I'm super thankful for that. And this podcast really is, you know, the leaned in, we're leaning into women and issues and, and, um, you know, the Child Advocacy Center is one place where um, we can protect um, our children in our yes. community. But there's a lot of resources for women in the community. And not to put you on the spot, but uh, maybe you could also just tell the audience, what are some of those resources that women can use? So Project Safe is okay. an awesome resource. Um, the um, House of Hope with the okay. CPN, another great resource. Um, I... I love to do things with Project Safe and the House of Hope, both of them. Um, House of Hope tends to put on some fun events that are good. They do some um, defensive training and stuff for women, which is a good thing to know, a good yeah. thing to have. Yeah. Um, and Project Safe is just, I wish they'd have been more established. Um, they were, I, I'm not even sure they had started yet whenever I was going through mine. Um, luckily I had, I had a family that was very ready to take care of. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a matter of telling somebody. Yeah. Sure. So those Tell are somebody. some really good ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned that you were raised by great men, which inspired you to, um, marry again and, and to believe in, in the good of, of men in, in your life. Yes. You know, the other thing that I think is important to us is to know, you know, people who have mentored us and or influenced us, not only on the personal side, but also on the business side. Um, you know, who are some of the people that have really mentored you in, in the business world? So that would be um, my dad. My dad owned his own business okay. the whole time I was growing up. Yeah. Um, started it when he was 25 years old. Okay. Um, my mother, who supported him. Um, took care of a lot of things yes. and and I say he started his own he had two businesses because he started another when I was probably 17 18 years old okay um, and he farmed on top of that so mm -hmm. was a busy man mm -hmm. um, and mom backed him in every bit of that mm -hmm. um, the trotters the trotters really pulled me into this business and taught me so much and continue to teach me. Awesome. I keep them on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes, yes. That's wonderful. Um, Brian Blancett, yeah, who used to be at the New Star and now is at the Lincoln County Times. Yeah. He's still a great friend, um, wonderful to call on for anything. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Um, I actually have a brother and a sister-in-law that run a business here in Shawnee. Okay. And, like, they're the ones that when I have a new advertising idea they're the ones I go to and bounce it off of oh, nice. know, because I know they'll tell me sure you know sure. if this is dumb don't do this <laughs> you know oh those so. are the my favorite people that are in my friendship group right. the ones who are like mm, no I don't think so yeah <laughs> just tell me I support you Rachel but that's a bad idea <laughs> right right <laughs> I love that I love that I love to have those people in our lives yes so Susie um you know one of the 
one of the things that um, we like to share is um, really how great this community is for a woman-owned business. And and you were a part of the celebration when the when the city yes. was recognized. And yes. you know, there's a there's a sense of pride women have felt as a result of being a part of the greater whole. Right. Do you have any like experiences that have come about since that? kind of announcement in that journey that that you want to talk about or mention? Well, it it sparked an interest in me to do a little more research about women in newspapers. Okay. Um, so there are about 160 newspapers across the state. Okay. Um, 12% of those are owned by women, okay. women only. Now, there's a few more that are owned by couples. Okay. But women only, there's yeah. only like 12%. And I thought... Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I get to be part of the Shawnee thing. Yes. And I also get to be part of the newspaper yeah. thing. Um, but just being part of this group and getting to know some of these other women, like a lot of them I don't think I had met. Yeah. And so that's, it's cool. It's like a kinship. Yeah, it is. I would agree. I would agree. And um, Susie, again, I want to thank you for coming in so bright and early this morning and, and sharing with our listeners a little bit of your story, um, both personally and professionally. You are another just rock star woman-owned business in, oh, our, thank you. in our area. And for those who are listening, if you have enjoyed the Leaned In podcast, please feel free to leave comments and, and share it with your friends. This is another way to get to know uh, the great women leaders in our community. This is the last podcast recording for 2022, and we will be back again in February with podcasts. So we will take January off, let everybody recoup, but we appreciate it. We had more than 6,000 downloads this year in our podcast, and we thank each and every one of you for that. If you own a business and you want to run an ad in next year's podcast series, we would invite you to email marketing at shawneeforward.com and we will take care of you it's really inexpensive you can place an ad and we'll tell everybody about your business thank you for listening to this episode of leaned in be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast it helps us to continue to help you connect with jessica nickerson at marketing at shawneeforward.com for advertisement or sponsorship opportunities until next time Share this podcast so you can be leaned in.